0: Imagine if that head trash was not there, who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Gian who is a husband, a father, a friend, and a person who wants to be of value to others by means of genuine conversation or simply by empathic listening. He believes that conversations can be powerful and even instrumental for alleviating pain and trauma. Giampiero was born in Peru and was raised in both Peru and Los Angeles, California. He served in the U.S. Army for three years and served a combat tour in Afghanistan. He's lived through happy and fulfilling experiences in his life and through painful and traumatic ones too. He was diagnosed with PTSD a few years ago after his combat experience. Today, he loves being that listening ear for anyone who gives him the opportunity to listen to them as they share their unique life story. All right, all right. Welcome to the Intimacy Truth Podcast, where for the next four episodes, we have wonderful Gian Piero as our show co-host. I'm so excited to have you on.
1: Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yes, thank you. And in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about the stages of flow, which is something that GMPO and I are super passionate about in reference to being able to support people on their journey. And one of the things that we do together is we host a free PTSD, people, trauma, stress, disgust meetup, where we help people in on their journey. We give them the space to speak and trust and love themselves uh, for who they are and not feel like they owe anyone anything they just get to come show up and not let their trauma define them and throughout this I, I would say what year year and a half now that we've been doing this
1: about a year and a half yeah
0: yeah we've kind of come to this place of really narrowing down like what is it that we want to offer the world what is it that we want to help uh, people do and provide that you know un uh, that lack of judgmental space um, so that they can be free and in, in their experience and who they are and in that journey, we've kind of come along this cycle of flow that we're going to be talking about.
1: Absolutely, and I'm excited that we get to talk about this. Yes. much needed, much needed. Very
0: agree, very much agree. Um, so, I'm. Uh, I think we should just say what the first stage is, and kind of leave a little bit of I don't know uh, what the next stage is. You'll have to come back next week to learn more. I like <laughs> what that. Do you think. Awesome.
1: Uh, yes, actually, I was thinking the same thing. All right. Okay, let's let's do that. Stage let's- one. Struggle, yes right,
0: yes, the struggle, and this the struggle is real, right, like a lot of people will uh talk about how they're struggling and through this one experience or this relationship or with their boss or um their family, they don't know how to overcome this struggle that they're stuck in. And a lot of times in my experience, when I'm talking to people, they'll take a peek at like their environment. They'll observe their environment and be like, I'm struggling because this thing in my environment or that thing in my environment. But they're not realizing is there the view of the struggle comes from within. There's something internally that is creating that perspective on the external world of the struggle. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a struggle is uh, inevitable. Mm. Uh, or what was that quote that we like to say? Pain is
0: inevitable, suffering is an option. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Uh, The moment something happened to us that we were not expecting, uh, our body will react and our body is made up and is set up for that. It's our body reacts, but that doesn't mean that this is going to last forever. Okay, something's Mm. happening. Our body, now we're struggling. What do we do? One of the words that I love is uh, survivors you know, like um, um, something happened to me and I'm a survivor. What does a survivor do? He takes all the tools available around him or her. Uh, and man, you you're, Your boat sinks and you have to swim to an angle, uh, to an island. Then there's coconuts, there's a few branches that you have to cut in and you use all the elements around you to survive. Yeah. That's what a survivor is, somebody who uses the elements around them and so you're struggling, it's like, what's next? And I think that's that's an important question.
0: And that next, that what's next question, uh, in just hearing you talk, I can I can hear those, I don't, I don't know, I wanna call them naysayers or challengers or whatever you wanna call them, but people who are like, but Giampiero, I'm drowning in the middle of the ocean and there is no island anywhere where I am. How do I use my resources then? Uh, and then we'll challenge you back in saying, that's because again, back to what I initially said, that's internal perspective that you're placing on the external world. Whatever your experiences, nature versus nurture, uh, were up until this eighth stage in your life, there's uh, stories and beliefs and agreements that you attach to those struggles that then when you encounter a new struggle that may not actually be equating to the previous struggle, you're still coming with that Judgment, so to speak, or that belief that about that new struggle and placing that old story on something that may not actually correlate.
1: Yes, and one thing that comes to mind is uh, I, I, something that I, you and I love to tell people, uh, to focus on a life of abundance. Yeah. There's abundance outside of us, there's abundance inside of us. So, if you're looking for pain, you will find it. And mm-hmm. Vincent van Gogh said, if you're seeking for beauty, you will find it. Yeah, so. I love that. You can make a choice, uh, and this is what I guess we want to help people to aim at, that if you can catastrophize or I can catastrophize, then you can also look for, okay, what is a way to deal with what just happened to me in a positive way that eventually I can look back and say, I survived and I made it.
0: And to add on to that, too, uh, one of the things that you and I are super passionate about is making sure that people feel loved and cared for. So those of you, if you're uncomfortable right now listening and you're like, but I'm drowning in the middle of the ocean with no resources, we totally get it. One, One or both of us has been there at some point in our life where we felt like we were drowning and we felt like there was no help. Nobody understood us. Nobody cared about us. We were lost in the middle of the desert with no ability to make ourselves um whoop, have the life that we craved uh and along the way came an earth angel in some fashion that helped us with seeing it a little bit differently a little bit differently a little bit differently until we got to where we are the key piece is, is we got to a place of wanting to see the changes we wanted to see the growth we didn't allow our trauma or our story or our diagnosis define who we are. And so that state of struggle moving out of, uh, so there's different states Uh, in the state, in the phase of struggle, there's different survival modes. There's survival mode, there's tribal mode, there's all these other um, also intertwined categories that we can kind of identify. And so if we're stuck so deeply in that state of struggle, We can identify that state of struggle with being stuck in survival mode, um, needing to survive. We need to hoard all the food and all the water because we need to survive. Like that's kind of an uh, outlandish example, but it it describes, you know, what we're doing when we're in survival mode. And then when we're stuck in the state of struggle again, once we all get into that state of struggle, but where we've moved out of survival and into thrival, then we're moving into a different perspective and we're viewing struggle from a whole different perspective land, a whole different experience uh and that we're embarking on.
1: And one of the reminders that I would like to bring up is that things will not last forever. Mm. When something's happening to happening to us, we feel that this is never gonna end. Uh, Good and bad. You know, like sometimes something great is happening to us. It's like, oh, I hope this never ends. And then it ends and we struggle. Uh, I think it was Socrates who said, if we get what we want, if we don't get what we want, we suffer. And if we, if we get exactly what we want, we still suffer. Because <laughs> deep inside, we know that it will not last forever.
0: Yeah. So
1: a reminder, the state of struggle will not last forever.
0: Mm. And there's a piece that I was going to add to that, but I was intently listening to your your wisdom. It's like I love when we drop our wisdom like that. Um, oh, recently or earlier before we started recording, you talked about uh, how stress equals struggle, but equals adaptation, having that view of, okay, this struggle is because I'm adapting, right? And how am I going to adapt? Am I going to adapt deeper into survival or am I going to adapt, adapt deeper, deeper into thrival? How do I want to change this struggle and use it as an adaptation to then thrive in my life in ways that I want to thrive not in ways everybody else uh, wants me to thrive
1: absolutely and this is why people along the way will show up to help us if we allow it to uh, to to get out of that struggle and uh, we can be that struggle for as long as we need but sometimes we need someone you know like a mother or a father who just hold our hands and say I love you let me just pull you out of there for a bit
0: yes i I like to call it a hand up not a hand out yes and and like you were saying uh you said allow me if we just allow it and people i'm sure the again those people are like i am trying to allow it it's like we hear you (laughs) you're trying, you're allowing it, your decisions in the external world is like, I'm going to allow this person my life, you've chosen to make that happen. But internally, spiritually, energetically, you're actually blocking the allowance. So you might meet somebody who you allow into your life. But then at some point, you end up Energetically blocking it, so it creates a disconnect, and then you're thinking to yourself, "Look, they're banning me again, just like everybody else." And it's kind of this cycle you get stuck into. Mm-hmm. Something I realized uh, a long time ago is no one was going to do it for me, for but me. And way as a kid, I learned that lesson. And one of the things I started asking is, like, I'm the common denominator in this situation. So what part of it is my responsibility? So, right. Please, if there's anything you take out of this, listeners it's not that you're responsible for all of it. We're not blaming, we're not shaming, we're not guilting you by any means. All we're saying is, if you're the common denominator, what is the piece that you're responsible for? And what is the piece that other people are responsible for? And it's making sure you're making that distinction so that when you do choose to allow the right things in, and you are choosing to allow that thrival state and that you're doing it under a a good context of knowing what your side of the the equation is.
1: Yes, and one of the things that just came to mind is that a a good reminder, you're never too broke Mm. to give somebody a glass of water or a piece of bread. You're never too sick to be able to help someone heal some of their inner wounds and maybe physical wounds that you are powerful we are powerful way more than we realize and we need to be reminded of that and we need to remind ourselves of that Uh, so yeah that's the whole message of abundance Mm -hmm. there is more out there Uh, and we just need to sometimes wake up of that uh, struggle Uh, because it is real the struggle is real we're not saying it doesn't exist it does exist
0: Exactly. And uh, to give a little bit of uh, conversation towards the next stage of flow um, in the cycle of flow, it's like, how are we going to get out of this struggle is really the next question to be asking ourselves is what are we going to do to break free from this struggle and get to that next stage? Um, and so I think what we'll do is we'll talk about the next stage next week. Yes. So oh, if you, next week. Yes, next week. So if you have any questions, uh, or you're curious about what we're talking about, you can reach out to either of us. Um, My email is stephanie at safetyinfreedom.com. That is stephanie at safetyinfreedom.com. And then if you're interested in setting up a call where you're like, I need to learn more. And I have so many questions, you can go to safetyinfreedom.com. And there will be plenty of options for you to be able to set up a call. And Giampiero, what's an email for
1: you? Oh, it's very easy to spell. Giampiero at scatolon.com. It's my name. (laughs) (laughs) My first name, my last name. Uh, I hope there will be a link at some point with my first name and last name.
0: Yes. Do you want to spell it out?
1: Yeah, it's G-I-A-M-P-I-E-R-O at S-C-A-T-T-O-L-O-N.com.
0: Perfect. So, Jampiero
1: is my first name, Scatelon is my last
0: name. Love it. <laughs> Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you.